I'm Mike Faces. I'm Dan Morfitt. And, and this, this is, is Top, Top Content. Well, here we are again. <laughs> and welcome back. On the time, the place this morning. Yeah. They should bring that back. Yeah. Oh, God. We should, maybe we should just end every time this happens now. We just end it going. And next, Lorraine. <laughs> who, who is, who, who's Lorraine? Who's Lorraine? Who's this Lorraine? Oh, got Ross King on the show this morning. Is he still on Lorraine? Yes. That's an image. Yes. Yeah, I can't stand Lorraine. (laughs) (laughs) No. I miss living in the same city as as Ross King. I do miss it. What, Manchester? No. (laughs) No, Los Angeles. Oh, right, okay. I, I, I I miss living around him. The 815 from Manchester. The 850. Fucking in spiral carpets. In spiral carpets, yeah. yeah. On that, and on a on a on a soccer bent. Did you see? I was going to say his co-host from uh, from that era of that particular show has now been replaced, of course, by a tablet because it was Charlotte Hindle and she's now Charlotte Kindle. No. Do we need? Do we need to have a word? <laughs> I don't know that what he's. Oh, that was poor, even by my standards. I don't know what he's on. I think he's still high on the juices of Everton. No, do you know what it is? I sat down here, and the, uh, the only literal crumb of comfort I have, given what we've been talking about for the last half hour or so, Anthony Gordon is no, is biscuits, biscuits. I sat here with a cup of tea. It's even written on the mug there, and, and I went to the biscuits and on my way out to the to the pavilion here, and and I. Hello, welcome to BBC Local. Coming up, the Reverend Royal Reverend. Uh, but first, what's your favourite biscuits? <laughs> the right Reverend, Reverend Wright. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because I, I now have a slot on a BBC Local radio station every Sunday. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Um, Rip. Yeah. Is it BBC Radio Jersey? No, no. But that would be synergy. New Jersey and Jersey. That would be Jersey. Yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah. Um, it's. I'm not going to say which one. Uh, but it's called Stateside Sunday. And I wish the presenter who I speak with, who is lovely, picked the Entertainment USA, Jonathan King theme music, but they didn't. And I'm gutted for that. <laughs> Ow! They didn't, but yeah. So <laughs> I pray see this. So I've been speaking to her on and off for a few months. But now we're doing a regular thing. Every Sunday, I get to talk about what life is like for a Brit in America. Okay. First week, no word of a lie. She goes, so, uh, what's the big political news this week? And I went, abortion. And we spent 10 minutes on a Sunday on a BBC local radio station talking about the idiocy of men deciding what women can do with their bodies. (laughs) And afterwards, I went, well, that was quite good, wasn't it? And she goes, I'm so sorry. And I went, you asked. So, yes, um, uh, we had a bit more levity this week. but um... And now the gardening show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you feed your petunias? How do you make them glow in this beautiful spring? <laughs> but what about coat hangers? Why are coat hangers selling out now in, in America? Yeah. So, yeah. BBC Local Radio. Oh, I'm going to have to find this now. It's no, don't, don't, don't. It's, it's 10 minutes of uh, whiffle, but um, it's, it's enjoyable whiffle. Enjoyable, yeah. Which I, I think it, I think is what is um, 
He's one of the central points of uh, Boris Johnson's personal ad, actually. Well, <laughs> drinks, parties, enjoyable whiffle. I know we, we've mentioned this a lot. I love and hate the BBC in equal measure. I think it is the most fantastic broadcasting service anywhere on the planet, but I think it's got major deficiencies that's doing a disservice to the majority of their staff. And at many times, it's a bureaucracy masquerading as a broadcaster. Although a lot of our friends and colleagues now work for them. I like this week how in the UK, ITV News and What's-His-Face, what's the the guy, that Nick Brand, Paul Brand? Is it Paul Paul Brand? Has been basically, he's got an informant inside number 10 who is is giving him video, photos, transcripts, everything. And just as you think a news story is about to die, Paul Brand comes out and he goes, it's not, mate. Look at this. And for once, the, the BBC should be leading this. The BBC has the resources and the the individuals that they, they should be first on this. But ITV are scooping them every single time. The, the fact that the BBC the next day then did this big expose about uh, the bottles piling up and uh, basically number 10 Downing Street being a piss up. It's basically Weatherspoons. Maybe it's under license to Tim Martin to provide cheap breakfasts and a pint at 8 a.m. The, the fact that the BBC in Kunzberg has now come out and gone, oh, this is terrible, isn't it? This is beyond parties during COVID and people dying. Is this really the way to run a democracy with everybody? <laughs> Take payments secure. Oh, sorry about that. Is, that was a bit weird. Is, is everybody half pissed in 10 Downing Street a good way to run a country? It's nice that the BBC finally come out of this and, and well, said it because I, I, I would, otherwise I would say- they send out Fiona Bruce on a Thursday to just go, everything is fine. Respect your elders. I think I think if we if we inverted that or subverted it, however you want to describe it, and suggested that actually if ever, if if the country was half pissed, and the government that would be that would be much more tolerable, and we'd have a, be having a much much better time of it if we were constantly having a but you know on a buzz. Brilliant, I think that be that would be the way the way forward. If people were pie eyed on Malibu, Great Britain would be a much better nation. Yeah. And I think I think that's that should be a promise. If if the Liberal Democrats came out and just went free, free Bacardi for every man, woman, and child, and we're going to have Bacardi monitors in every workplace, school, and public office, that'd be fantastic. You'd go in, you'd have, you'd have a couple of shots. It's like, do you want to vote? Yeah, I want to vote now. You, you, and I fancy you kebab. remember, you know that episode of Blackadder third. Where where Baldrick goes, they put Baldrick in as the as, a, as the dunny on the wall by election. Yeah. <laughs> what you, yeah, yeah. What you've just said there are, are policies that are pretty much in line with some of the candidates there, and I would vote for it. Yeah. Free courses to the under fives, mandatory <laughs> asparagus or whatever it was, you know, and all those. It was it I Ivor Biggin, mm. um, the standing at the dress, standing at the back, looking dressed stupidly, looking stupid party. And all these times, great, great episodes. Dish and dishonesty. Dish and dishonesty with, with uh, Vincent Hanna. Vincent Hanna was in there, Vincent and uh, is it Jeff McGiven? I should know. Jeff him. McGiven's in there. Yeah, um, Jeff McGiven. Yeah, and Jim Sweeney, as well, is in there. Yeah, it's um, that's a, that's a great episode. The fact that that was 1987, which showed how ridiculous politics is, and it's now. 2022 and we've not really realised it. So 25 years later, that's 35 years. 30- later. Jesus Christ, 
35 years. Oh, God, I'm old. Uh, 35 years later, that's how that's how <laughs> politics works. You, you, you push the stupid young rich guy into a position of power. Boris. Boris is Baldrick. Baldrick is Boris. But he's not young. How old is he? About 56? I don't know. It, I just, I, all I know is it, the, the women that he shags are in their 30s. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, if, if, if we could merge the two major talking points, people like Boris either need to be shot by men in fatigues or aborted. And I don't know, is, is it too late to have Boris Johnson aborted? Not for him uh, to force another one of his mistresses to have an abortion, which I don't know has happened or not. But I'm talking about, is it too late to have Boris Johnson aborted now? He must be, I don't know the maths, about, what, 600 months on? Yeah. He's, he's probably uh, about 2,000 weeks past due. But for the sake of everybody... But his hair still look like it looks like a newborn's. Well, it doesn't. That's another one of his... Massive lies. He's receding badly. Uh, is he? Yeah, his hair is all here. Yeah. But he f- throws it forward. And because he always does the thing going, I don't know what that's on top of my head at the moment. It's just like a, yeah. it's like a biscuit. It's like I've been inspired by Andrew Neil to stick shredded wheat on my pate. Um, yeah, it's. I, I don't think it's too late for Boris Johnson to be aborted. And if we need to go to Stanley's chateau, where he now has his citizenship... Chateau over the floor. Stanley, in France, could we get Boris aborted? It's an option. It's an option. And I say, I say, this, I say this flippantly, and everything we do say flippantly on top content. It's what top content is. But there is a fear. So you know the, the right-wing lunatics are ruling everything in the US just by shouting. Yeah. It's, hap- it's going to happen in the UK because you've got Jacob Rees-Mogg, massive Catholic, and you've also got uh, Steve Baker, who's biding his time on the back benches. They the, are the, massively... Please don't, please don't tar us all with being, you know, oh, no, famous Jacob no, Rees-Mogg. I'm not, you know what I mean? You're a modern Catholic. Yeah. You know, you and Jim Bowen love transubstantiation. <laughs> And that's fine. Granted, as the Pope, he should be able to say a little bit more about Ukraine, but I completely understand in that he's the head of the Catholic Church, not the Orthodox Christian Church. Orthodox. No, so that's no, fine. No. That's fine. I understand that. But no, I'm, I'm not tar- tarring you all with the same brush. That's all right, then. You're a divorced Catholic, my friend. Now in a relationship yes. with a baby on the way. There's nothing yes. less Catholic about you. <laughs> no, no, no. Even, though you're, gonna... even though your man is the father of the cloth. So it's fine. I, I'm t- I'm taking, I take full responsibility for the rules being broken. But I just want to set out the context in which uh, those rules were broken. I, at the time, thought that I was doing the right thing. And um, I apologise that people were rude to the cleaning staff. Um, <laughs> and they had to clean up my mess the next morning. Oh. I'm, I'm, you know, it's unacceptable. And I would like to, to at this point, make it very clear that a brand new culture has been engendered from the top down, as as Sue Ellen Gray, uh, Linda Gray, Sue Ellen Ewing, uh, David Gray said, said in, in in their in their report. Um, and you know now is the time to just to move on, move on, and allow us to put that new uh, culture 
in, in, in place. Is Boris Johnson Catholic? Because I, I can't, not that I want to imagine it, I can't ever imagine him wearing a condom voluntarily. Um, I, I think he probably goes, uh, uh, rhythm, pull out, over the face. No, hang on. Well, no, because they got married at the West, Westminster Cathedral, I think. I think she is a Catholic. Wow. Carrie, Carrie is a Catholic. He isn't. Well, Boris Boris is either godless or, in fact, a god. Maybe he, no. the, the only religion that Boris Johnson espouses to is the religion of himself. Yes, which is not a religion. That's a, It's a cult. There's a slight... A slight. Cult? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. What are you looking at? You're, can I, you're, you're, can I, can you're, I, you're I'm busy look, I'm on looking your computer. At, I'm looking at some of the hot takes and the hot quotes coming out about the, the, the sort of reaction to the uh, Segray report. Oh, is what it all out to... now? Is it all out now? Oh, it's, yeah, it was it was released at ten o'clock this morning. They had to go and read it in a in a in a one room for hard copies. Dirty b- Um And then it's obviously then we've had people are now sort of digesting it. I believe it's got to um, be uh, on heavily discounted. By the way, digestion in the House of Commons bar, presumably with a gin or a glass of a glass of Merlot. It's heavily discounted at the works available now next to uh, Phil Tuffle's well, well, yeah. Um uh, But apparently, right, this is this. One senior Tory MP uh, quote. I asked th- what they th- when asked what they thought of the Sugar report. It says, "I think the ruling elite are lying bastards who party." I've said that as a Tory, by the way. We, I, just I think the ruling elite abandoned, and a Tory said this. A Tory has Does said he this. realise who's I, in power? Let let me let me read the quote completely. Uh, I think the ruling elite are lying bastards who partied and were rude to working staff and did not follow lockdown rules that caused misery for millions. I would never vote for lockdown again. It's an interesting take. But the same MP said they're backing Johnson for now because of genuine worry about the tsunami of problems facing the country and the chaos of a leadership contest most of the tsunami is created mainly by his hair that explains why it's so well it's just constant wind at some talk well no even even this and this is the most astonishing bit this let me just dan hodges arch tory in the mail on sunday even he has has actually apologies but i'm going to keep banging on over this it was widely perceived that the abba party not the adda party of course which is from uh Dishonestly, the ABBA party, which was one of the ones down the street, represented the most egregious party gate breach. How can Sue Gray possibly justify not even investigating? There's literally no rationale. It's not even a, a cover up. It's so blatant. How so she, how are Tory so, MPs? I don't understand who he's moaning about. How are Tory MPs not realising cause and effect in that? Yeah, the tsunami of problems that we've got, every single one of them has been executed by this government over the last twelve years. You can't you can't blame Labour for anything now. This was 2010, 2009, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's 2022, and every problem that exists has existed because of a terrible, stupid, and often late reaction to it by Boris Johnson, Theresa May, David Cameron. So basically, 10 Downing Street is a big, big nightclub where people yeah. are getting pissed, and decisions aren't happening because everybody's. F- and well, literally, that figuratively and literally, yes. Oh, I don't, I, I don't care anymore. Wouldn't it be nice just to have a benevolent dictatorship? That uh, don't, are, don't, are you, are you, in fact, at this point, Robert Jenrick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he's gone with a war in Europe, with an economic crisis. Is it not time to finally 
Turn the page. Oh, man alive. Take but your place you, on the Tory front bench that's, and take your medicine or the, gin, whichever you it's want. It's exactly the opposite of World War II, if you want to look to such shitty parallels, in that they brought in Winston Churchill because they realised they couldn't keep the leader on at that time who was already compromised. So they brought in a, a flip-flopping, back-benching bollocker who actually had experience of military shit. If that's the case, oh, God, no. We've got Johnny Mercer. Johnny Mercer PM. Sort it. Sort it. Make it so. Can I I say one other thing? And this is even more astonishing than what we've seen in the last 24 hours. Apparently, Vincent Company is in discussions to become Burnley's next permanent manager. Oh, the world's gone mad. He's in a, on a three-man shortlist. Is is uh, Michael Vincent Company? Is Michael Jackson still on that shortlist? Because uh, he's a smooth criminal. Yeah, and uh, you know what he did in the last few games was bad, really, really bad. You know it. You know it. I yeah. I feel sorry for the uh, the chairwoman. Yeah, it's Mike Jackson, Vincent Company, and a Liberian girl. They're on. They're the uh, three three shortlist. Uh, do you remember the time when we told a joke? Do you remember the time when we weren't woke? Do you remember the Oh, time? God. Jesus wax. <laughs> oh. Piers Morgan, honestly, sign this kid up. <laughs> oh. Well, with these, I mean, I think this, even, even with the issues with the green screen here today, I think that technically well, I'm better here than most of GB News. Get me on there. We've got, we've got more. I think we've got more listeners uh, or slash viewers than um, than, <laughs> than Piers Morgan has on talk TV. <laughs> Piers Morgan, uncensored, unwatched, unloved. Um. But what you, the thing is with this, this talk TV, all I can think of is talk talk. Is the the broadband company who are terrible, absolutely terrible. Which makes, I mean, I suppose really there's a parallel to be drawn. You've got you've got Piers Morgan in charge of talk talk TV, and then you've got the Prime Minister in charge of Gif-Gaff. Whiff-waff with my Gif-Gaff. Because there's gaffs. It's Gif-Gaff. It's Gaff. Oh, God. So, uh, disregard Dunblane. The new idea is uh, we bring in the Second Amendment in the UK and everybody gets a gun. And because it's uh, mainly an island nation, except for Northern Ireland, which is on the island of Ireland, uh, but with a hard border in the Irish Sea, let's play Battle Royale on the shores of the mainland United Kingdom. Everybody has a gun. Everybody has unlimited ammo. Think of it as Fortnite, but for real. So that'll get the kids involved. And um, yeah. everybody just shoots at everybody else. Uh, it, we, you know, we obviously have little rest zones, the Isle of Wight, the Isle of Man, Anglesey, the Isles of Scilly, and the yeah. Hebrides. But everywhere else is in play, and we can shoot everything and everyone with impunity. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, but there's certain bits of Manchester, Liverpool and Birmingham where you wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, no, they're already tooled up. They're ready. They're ready to go. Ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. D- yeah, don't, don't get me started on that at the moment. No, no. Don't get you started. What, have you been stopped at gunpoint in... No, no, no. I was going to say, because, of course, the other the other story that seems to have slipped under the radar was yesterday was the, the, the lad that was found guilty for murdering Ava White. You know, Are you familiar with this story? No. So Ava White is a 12-year-old girl who was murdered last 
November in Liverpool City Centre in the midst of the Christmas light switch on. And she was murdered by a 14-year-old boy. And it was in a... It basically came from an argument. She is 12. And she uh, was an argument... There was an argument about um, Snapchat, i.e. that these lads were filming her and her mates and they asked them to stop. Um, and then one thing led to another altercation broke out and the lad uh, was carrying a blade, stabbed her in the neck and she bled out and she died. So this is what the, where this was, was a street away from the main shopping street in Liverpool. And the, the kid ran away, dumped his coat, I think dumped the weapon, it was found very shortly afterwards by the police. And the police contacted his mother and said that we need to speak to him about this. She rang him. He was at a friend's house. And when he was told while at his friend's house by his friend's mother that, you know, your mum wants to talk to the police want to talk to you, he went, I'm busy. I'm playing a computer game. Anyway, he eventually went to the, was convinced to go to the police and said, I'm not going in the cells. Then when he was during the course of his interviews, he was offensive to the police apparently and has ended up going, obviously was put on remand or what have you. I don't know. And then was convicted yesterday after the jury deliberated for I think about two hours and eight minutes convicted and was told by the judge that he will get a whole life sentence the only thing left to do is to decide the minimum term that he will serve yeah this is a 12 year old girl out with her friends goes out to Christmas lights with John altercation with some lads she dies you think Fortnite hasn't arrived on these shores already in real life it has god the whole world is John, one giant Fortnite game. On what? And we're all very weak. On what level has he just missed everything? Where's the failures there? Because he's 14. Regardless of educational lack of it, regardless of parental love or lack of it, regardless of... Yep education through peers or lack of it you're 14 years old yep you know right from wrong you can't say you're influenced by computer games video nasties because that is the 80s it's 2022 i'll i'll read you the, the actual headline here on the on the on the bbc website it says boy guilty of murdering girl 12 in snapchat row snapchat on, on what level is it worth it yep he accidentally stabbed her in self-defence. He accidentally his. stabbed her in self-defence. Yeah. A 14-year-old accidentally stabbed somebody. A 14-year-old shouldn't have yep. a weapon. Yeah. If you go out with a weapon, as UK law now states, you're the aggressor. Yeah. He accidentally stabbed her in self-defence. That's what his lawyers went with. Yep. He admitted to carrying an offensive weapon, but he, he denied, denied murder. Thank God that's the UK, because here in America, a 14-year-old would just have, grab a gun. Oh, gee. Really? I need another biscuit. It's things like this that start to move me towards a Republican mindset of every life isn't sacred because there's some life's just not worth protecting. Humans are a bastard, bastard race. Doesn't matter your colour, your creed, your language, your origin, your destination. Humans are shit. I'm just I'm just going to read you the three the top stories the three top stories on the BBC News website here. Johnson humbled in inverted commas after Gray criticizes number ten leadership. Mm. Families of, tech, of children share heartbreak after Texas shooting. School victims the sweetest quote the sweetest little boy I've ever known. 
Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. I- I'm now going to go and fill myself a fort and say some prayers. Neither of those things will do any good, but at least it'll keep me distracted from the world. Are you going for hobnobs or chocolate-covered hobnobs? Four ones on custard creams, I think. Oh, custard creams all the way. Yeah, yeah, they're in, they're in, they're in the uh, in the biscuit tin. Mm, I'll, have to, I'll have to surreptitiously sneak them out because I get in trouble if I eat too many of them. I get told off. Says the fat knacker carrying a child. Honestly, mate, just say <laughs> just say you're sympathy feeding. Yes, yes, yes. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. You want, which to- ironically is a lot, a lot of um, you know. <laughs> Lots of politicians have a tendency to say these days. You could be a Tory MP power. If, yeah. you, if you had uh, no morals or fibre as an individual. <sighs> I've had a lot of fibre at the minute because I, I, I've been eating for the last week for breakfast. I've been eating Weetabix crispy minis with chocolate chips in them. Quite nice they are too. I've got a packet of 24 uh, Weetabix upstairs. Guess how much? Yeah. Oh, under, 2,800 pounds. Well, understanding that Weetabix strictly isn't sold in the US, $8, $7.99 for 24 biscuits. Inflation. That's the Weetabix price cap that's going to be going up in, uh, in, in, in the end of the year, in November. There's a, a wheat biscuit producer there in Northamptonshire. Oh, Clapping yeah. his hands Producer, together. Which produces the... Oh, God. I hate driving down the A14 anyway. It's an absolutely godless, awful stretch of road. It's horrible. But then the, the, combined with the smell from said factory, as mm. much as I, you know, Weetabix are all fine, the smell from that factory, and that is just absolutely hor- horrifying. I have to say, though, in my previous life as a uh, radio producer, uh, every yeah. time I contacted Weetabix, lovely people. Not that this is going to make any sense on the podcast right now, but after what we've been talking about for the last couple of episodes and what your green screen now looks like, it now looks like the rapture is taking place. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you're, yeah, you're about to be escorted to the light. Well, I've got, I haven't got my lights on it, so I don't know what the issue is in here. I'm not quite sure. It's all a bit cacamamey. Um, I was thinking about this, seriously, as I, as I had a poop the other day. Could you imagine... If if everything is real, if the scriptures are true, yeah, and if the second coming happened now, say in Alabama, could you imagine what would happen to that second coming of a place who literally uses name in vain by saying they're Christian? Yeah, but could you could you imagine if it if it happened, God on earth? the son of, came down for the reckoning. What would he do? I think he'd go to a boozy party at number 10 first. <laughs> hey! How have I missed out on all this? He'd be thinking. Probably nip to Cheshire Oaks, check out the sales. Mm. Try and find somewhere to watch the Champions League final on Saturday. Um, Come on, Carlos, man. Come on. Book a holiday at Haven, if that was possible. Oh, what, real or... Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly, yeah, yeah. And um, then just sit in a quiet, darkened corner of a pub somewhere in a snug and realise, you know, that the world's gone to hell in a handcart. Mainly down to the Daily Mail, using that yeah. phrase. Yeah. Perpetually. 
Yeah. What to go into Helen Hancart? Mm. Yeah. Well, isn't didn't she used to be married to Tim Burton? Helen Hancart. Oh, it's Helen the Bonham Carter. Close. Oh, I thought you meant the one that was married to that rugby league player that used to be on Blue Peter. Which rugby league player? I know that's, that's that. No, she married a rugby league player. She was on Blue Peter. That's Helen Skelton. Helen Skelton. No, that's what you get at um at, at a fairground, isn't it? The Helton Skelton. Yeah. Yeah. Helton Skelton. Has it? Yeah. And then, and then, of course, there's a, a, a colleague, Mary Goround. You know what we need? I feel the need, Ca- the need for Chock-A-Block. <laughs> right, hang on. I've got to f- I'll have to find it now. Oh, my giddy f***, no. Come on, man. Should have had a cue. Come on, man. Hang on. Chock-A-Block. Chock-A-Block. This is like pulling teeth. It, uh, well, hang on a minute. It's just, it's just, hang on a minute. It's just, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're there, we're there, we're there. DJ Kelly's away! Red one. Jason Derulo! You know what though? Since we since we brought Chocker Block screaming back into uh, into the zeitgeist last week, I've had the Chocker Block theme tune in my head, and no word of like all week. And when I was at Old Trafford uh, over the last few days watching Langston lose to Essex, Emirates Old Trafford, Emirates Old Trafford, sorry. And uh, as I had to go off for rain delays, and the, the the ground staff had to do loads of work, there was two members of the ground staff whizzing round. And either the rollers or little, like sort of, like little little tractors. And all I had in my head was chuck a block, chuck a block, chuck a block. The temptation to play it through the PA system was do it. overwhelming. Do it. I want I that. I haven't got any of my devices hooked up to the, to the thing. Or the only thing I have is a microphone. So I, 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 I want that theme tune to be playing on every broadcast channel on the planet as the bombs rain down on every major city in conurbation. <laughs> yeah, chuck a bomb. Chock-a-bomb, checking in. Check it out. Chicken de China, the Chinese chicken. See, always back to bare naked ladies. Bare naked ladies. Always. Yeah. Oh, don't we all love bare naked ladies? <laughs> they smell all buttery. <laughs> That's a Tory councillor, by the way. Uh, potential Tory councillor uh, running for election in Preston, in Lancashire. <laughs> don't, don't you think young ladies have a magnetic... Almost addictive quality of smelling all buttery. Yeah, fing buttery. I can't believe she's not butter. I like the bass, 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 bass. I like the buttery biscuit bass. I like the bass. Greg Wallace as the new chocker bloke. Yes. Chocker block. Yes. Oh, just a. Oh, oh, people. Cavalcade of. of, of, of oh, yeah, that's. Oh. I'm desperate. To dip that pork into something wet. Which is... It, it's, stop! Which, stop touching it. Which is what Harry Styles said on Jack and Ori, wearing his pyjamas. Exactly yeah. the same. Exactly yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah. But it wasn't wet enough. He never said that. Thank you, Sean W. Keevney, for giving Mike that. <laughs> Just, 
<laughs> wow. Thank you for listening to this episode and others of Top Contents. There's a full archive right now at podfollow.com slash topcontentspod. If you've listened to others, why don't you listen to more of the others? And then contact us and tell us how brilliant we are on social media. And tell your friends as well. At Top Content Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. As ever, Top Contents has been a Top Content production. Dot com. <laughs>